Welcome back into the Card Chronicle podcast. We are recording this on the evening of Friday, December 3rd, and if we're recording on an evening, you know what that means. It's the fourth emergency podcast in the history of the Card Chronicle podcast. You sickos called for it. You bullied me into doing it. Dan actually suggested it. He kind of bullied me into doing it as well, despite being, I think, three glasses of wine at least into his Friday evening. So this should be fun. I'm excited about it. And the reason why we're here doing this emergency podcast I don't think I need to explain to anybody. It's pretty straightforward. But earlier today, we found out that Danny Manning is going to be the interim <laughs> head coach you of got the Maryland men's basketball team. Dan Sennard, who's been a staunch advocate for Danny Manning in the face of overwhelming evidence to the contrary when it comes to his coaching abilities, he's celebrating. He's been happy all day. Dan, how do you ref- how, how do you feel about the return of your boy Danny Manning on the Terrapin sidelines? Yeah, I mean, sound the alarm. This is definitely cause for the pod here. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, for, for Danny, uh, for him to go for, to Wake Forest up to, um, Maryland, pretty nice step up for him considering kind of what happened there. Um, but just proves that people in the game know Danny's capable of, you know, leading a team, leading a Big Ten team. And if I'm Purdue, I'm probably shitting myself right now. It's um, the Danny and the Miracles. The, the Miracles yeah. are back. The Miracles are Eric Ayala and Fats Russell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, we did play Maryland. I, I, you know, maybe, maybe we missed it when we played them. I, I, I guess I didn't see it at the time, but now with Danny at the helm, um, wouldn't be surprised to see them in New Orleans, uh, early April. Like, did Mike Pagese get Mark Turgeon shit can? <laughs> can we talk about that for a second? Mark Turgeon absolutely is awful. Like, that guy is terrible. I'm surprised he lasted this long. Like, he does bring in decent talent, but, I like, I had zero fear going into that game against Turgeon. So, um, that was long overdue for Maryland. Turf fans out of Turgatory, finally. Congrats yeah. to you guys. Uh, yeah. The real reason why we're recording this podcast is uh, not just one reason. Sequence of events that have taken place. Uh, over the course of the last couple of days, but specifically in the last three hours as we record this just before 8 o'clock on Friday night. Um, Dan, we found out – I mean, we have to talk. We, we didn't get a chance to recap the Bahamas victories or the U.K. debacle or the uh, Michigan State loss earlier this week, but we're getting to this now because new shit has come to light. And, yeah. you know, this week there had been buzz – that potentially, if a move was made on Scott Satterfield, Jeff Brom could be brought home. It became the talk of the town. And if you didn't, if you don't listen to the radio show, fine. I, I totally understand. I said some things on Thursday that people really ran with, and I, I think misquoted. I mean, you can listen to the podcast. It's out there. It's my least favorite thing about radio. It's the one thing that I didn't miss is people just making up shit that you said or not hearing shit correctly. Um, because I got home from radio yesterday and somebody, uh, caller Leo, my guy, if you're listening to this, sent me a text. He's like, I listened to every second of the show. I don't remember you saying this. And it was a screenshot from one of the threads on one of the message boards where it was like, Rutherford saying there's a meeting between Tyre and Brom set for next Tuesday. And I was like, <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Um, the two things that I said on Thursday's show, and I'd said the, the second thing before, but I guess it didn't carry as much weight earlier in the week, but I said I wasn't sure that Satterfield was 100% coming back. I knew that Satterfield and Tyree had not had a conversation since the end of the season, the whole sit down, let's review things. 
So I knew that conversation was still to be had. And I said, if offered the job, Jeff Brom will take it. I have a hundred percent confident in, in, in that statement. I still am. I had, I think that there was some thought that maybe this could be a possibility that this Brom thing could actually happen. So that's the, the chirping that's happening all Thursday night into Friday. Friday at about five o'clock, Eric Crawford, who Thursday night, I think had talked to somebody at the U of L women's basketball game and felt confident in saying that Satterfield's going to be retained for at least one more season. Crawford writes the story with comments from Vince Tyree saying that's back. Satterfield's not going anywhere. Tyree kind of paints it as there was never any indication. There was never any real decision. We had our normal regular season end of the year meeting and the players love him and I've got confidence and, and let's move forward. An hour after that, which the news sends Louisville fan base into a, it, it was like the Kentucky Sweet 16 loss amplified and dropped on 2021. It was just people were losing their damn mind. Everybody is furious. I'm definitely disappointed. But I mean, the text line at my radio show, there were threats of violence. There, there a million texts that I could not read on air. As I'm leaving the station, as I'm driving home, this is about 6.30, Pete Thamel of Yahoo fame tweets out that Vince Tyre is a candidate for the Florida State Athletic Director job and that he's a, a surprise candidate competing for the gig, implying that he is uh, actively trying to get that job, not that he's just being thought about by Florida State and can say thanks but no thanks. And the question that I have for you, Dan Sennard, in Columbus, Ohio, is this. What the fuck is happening? Oh my. What the fuck I, is going I, on? I, I, I am just a Louisville fan standing in front of a mic asking <laughs> to be loved by somebody. I mean, the, I, I, I don't even know where to turn at this point. It, it just, it feels like we're, we're unwanted. Uh, you, you're, you're trying to believe one thing and then you hear another thing. Um, I don't know who wants to be here. You know, I, I, it's tough. I mean, it it just seems like our fan base is almost already a hundred percent out on sat. Um, when that news came out that he was going to be retained, um, which was like already kind of bad to start with. And then to just snowball, you throw in this, you know, Vince Tyree news. I, I don't even really know, you know, where to start on this. Um, but it, it, I, I don't even know how you rectify it if they do both end up staying. Like it, it's going to take like almost like a town hall type meeting with with Tyre Satterfield and probably you know President Neely as well. Um, Good just, idea, actually. But put the fan base at ease because right now it's a complete shit show. Um, and I you know I, I could 100% agree with anyone who doesn't have faith in the direction of our football program. Yeah, I mean. We're recording this at eight. The, the Vince Tyree news broke about an hour and a half ago. Vince has not said anything. There's been no tweets, no comments to Eric Crawford, no, uh, no quotes of that nature. And I'll tell you what's already happening. And by the time you're listening to this, this may be widespread, but people are starting to spread the word that this is Neely Bendapudi's doing. Like the, the blame is being shifted already. Like, like you're seeing tweets out there. You're seeing, Hey, I'm hearing this. I'm hearing that. You're seeing people who are putting this out there that Vince couldn't make this decision. Sort of the same deal that we heard after the Chris Mack suspension. You know, Mack wanted no suspension, or Ty wanted no suspension, and Neely wanted him fired, and they met in the Moody, met in the middle, and it was a six-game suspension where he couldn't have any contact with the team. Well, now the, the rumor and the, the thing that everybody's talking about is 
Neely wouldn't let him make the decision about the head coach. That's why the Florida State rumor comes out. Satterfield wants to leave, but he can't go. I mean, it's all just an absolute clusterfuck, and you're right. There's no sense that it's going in any sort of positive direction. Even if there's no truth to the, the things that are being said out there, you very clearly have some sort of rift between athletics and the president's office, which I thought we were moving past after, like, the 2017 era, but you're clearly not. You clearly have a fan base that I don't think has any faith in anybody right now to make the right decisions. And how the fuck do you sell this 2022 Louisville football season? There's no way for UofL or Tyree, if he does come back, or the marketing department or Satterfield himself to win the next eight months. The only way to turn this whole thing around, it's the same conversation we were having last summer, is win more fucking games. And you can't even begin to accomplish that until you get to September. The, the next eight months are unwinnable for Louisville if you're fighting the battle of perception. Because fans are pissed off. The attendance is going to be bad. There's no question about it. You're gonna, I think they, they opened the season at Syracuse. That hasn't been announced. But if you look at the ACC schedules, that's the only team we could possibly play. Then you go to UCF in week two. Your first home game won't be till week three. Maybe if you're two and zero, it's a little bit better than it was for the first game this year. I I can't imagine that though. I don't think that's going to to sway a whole lot of people. Malik Cunningham coming back is nice. Losing Jordan Watkins was bad. If you do lose more people, which is another rumor that's out there, it's going to be bad. It's all just a complete clusterfuck. And you know, the moral of the story is, Dan, don't lose to Kentucky by 31 at home in a game that you're favored to win. Sure. I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of at a loss for words right now. It, it, it's just, it's a shame that it's gotten to the point where it's at. Um, and the lack of communication to the fan base is very glaring at this point. You know, we read statements from Tyra through Eric Crawford, you know, about the meeting or whatnot. But at this point, if, if, you know, you know, now it's come out that he's obviously pursuing Florida State, but, you would think if he was the guy at Louisville, he wanted to rectify this program. He wanted to make sure that the fan base was on the same page. You know, he would be in front of a mic, calming the fans, letting them know what the plan is, giving a step by step. And there's been none of that. We're just flailing out in the wind, holding on to pieces of rumors and praying that something comes to fruition that, you know, that we want. And right now we have nothing but questions. And, um, I don't know. I, there's really nothing I can add to that. You know, besides the fact that uh, I'm just disappointed it's got gotten to this place. When when Vince came on board, and I'm not 100%, like, the Neely part to me, the pieces make sense. Like, if, if she was the one that wanted to retain Sat and Vince was like, hell, if that's the case, then I'm Bolton. I mean, those pieces kind of do make sense to me. So I don't want to 100% put this on Vince Tyree. But I will say, when he took the job, I, I was glad that he did stabilize things. But, man, I had such high hopes for him. And just for whatever reason, it, it just has not worked out. And it, it seems like it's going to have a bad ending here. You can see how people would connect those dots. Because, and again, we're I'm speculating here. I want to state that. After this week's events, I want to state that outright. I want to say this very strongly. Like, I don't get anything from the, the powers that be at UofL. Anymore, at least. Like, there's nobody reaching out to me who's saying, hey, here's this. Like, a guy was criticizing me after the UK game for not being hard enough on Satterfield, which is kind of hilarious, because the opposite has been 
the the criticism I've gotten in the, the five months prior, but he's like, you just want to keep getting information from Vince Tyre. I'm like, Vince Tyre is not giving me anything. Vince Tyre is not reaching out to me. Neely Bendapudi, I don't think has any idea who I am. So I have no inside knowledge here. But you can see why people are connecting those dots. Because for Bendapudi, she was coming here to clean up the image of the program, clean up the image of the school. And that's why she fought so vehemently to get Chris Mack suspended. She, you know, there were people who said she wanted him fired because he had a no zero tolerance policy. He knew what he was walking into and there were violations committed. And with Scott Satterfield, I'm sure her stance would be he's carried himself the right way. He's the antithesis of Bobby Petrino. They may not be winning enough, but sports and winning, it's secondary. We've got to clean up the whole image of the school and all that stuff. And no, <laughs> like I, yeah. I hate to say it, but, but, but no, like that's, that can't be the way that things work here. And the lack of communication is a significant concern. I think you're totally right. And Vince Tyre, you know, his first year on the job, he was holding press conferences when, like, a a new field hockey player. Yeah, if we got a new sponsor, we had a press conference. Yeah, you know, New Jersey's for the lacrosse team press conference. And now we're not hearing from him. We, we, we go this whole week without hearing anything, and then – a significant announcement is made. There's no press conference. This news comes out. He's not, at least as of right now, denying anything on Twitter or putting out a statement. Like we need to hear things because this is a. There's less clarity when it comes to U of athletics than there's ever been in my entire lifetime, and that shouldn't be the case. Like right now, the fans are are they're not just pissed anymore. It's not just pure anger. Everybody's concerned about the direction of the program because in 2017 and 2018 things were awful, but we still all felt like. At some point, we're going to get out from underneath all of this, and Louisville men's basketball is going to go back to being Louisville men's basketball, and Louisville football is going to regain the momentum that we had coming into the ACC and in those first few years as a member of the ACC. And now, it's not looking like such a sure thing that that's going to happen, at least anytime soon. And people are 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 worried. I'm worried. And yeah. it would be nice to hear something to give us some sort of comfort. And right now all we're getting is vague reports out there that are doing anything besides providing comfort. It, it's all very unsettling. Yeah, we're getting bits and pieces fed to us by certain media members that to try to calm the waters that maybe Randy Shannon could be coming on board next year. Let me now, tell you, now that, that I'm was, all in. You totally got me. I'm totally all in. Randy Shannon. Um, my God, that guy has like interim takeover written all over him. But Dino uh, Garcia of football is who we're is who's going to save this program. I mean, he, you're right. He is like he's captain interim. It's it's unbelievable that you know that's even mentioned to try to you know kind of calm the fan base. But I mean, we're we're flailing in the wind. Uh, imagine the recruits. Imagine the people we're trying to recruit. Imagine the parents of the recruit. You know, I mean, I'm sure these people have the internet. They have Twitter. They're reading things. I mean, our our program looks like a complete dumpster fire right now. I mean, I, we did go six and six. We're in a bowl, so it's not like we were two and ten in the last year of the Bobby Petrino era. But there's almost less clarity because at least with that year, you knew Bobby was on the way out. Like right now, we don't know what the hell is going on, and uh-huh. that makes it more frustrating. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Tough times. Hey, just wait until we get our curable matchup against SMU, and people are going to – everybody's going to be right back on board. We're going to be fine. It's going to be great. I mean, imagine if we do – like, what if we played, like, Kent State in the Bahamas Bowl and just got fucking housed? Like, like I mean, it would be – At this point, it would not shock me at all. 
at least we could try to have some fun with whatever bowl game this is. And, and I guess we'll find out on Sunday where this team is playing. But man, it, it's, I just don't know where we go from here. And I guess ahead is the only answer, but I felt for so long that eventually we're going to get back to quote unquote normal or something that seems close to normal. And it's feeling like this is just the new reality. Like we are just constantly going to be living in a state of chaos, at least for the next few years. And I know there's been some, you know, there was some buzz for a long time that Vince Tyree, when his contract runs out in June, that's going to be it for him here. And I don't know if that's the case, but if so, it makes keeping Satterfield a little bit more explainable. You don't want to make that move if you're not going to be around to deal with the the benefits or the losses. But again, the lack of clarity with everything is just so concerning. And here we are. And now this football program that not a whole lot of people have faith in is really up against it. I mean, if if Satterfield doesn't go at least eight and four next season, the program's in a terrible spot because nobody is is okay with seven and five. Nobody's okay with six and six. Nobody's okay with this this sort of guaranteed mediocrity that seems to be on the table if you don't get it done next year. And that's a whole hell of a lot of pressure on everybody. Um, I mean, it's it, it just it's it's not just a make or break season for Satterfield. It kind of feels like a make or break season for this new era of Louisville football which is extended far, far too long. Like, I, I thought we were going to be back to looking like a legitimate contender below, right below Clemson in the Atlantic Division by now, and we haven't gotten there. And there's the lack of buzz on the recruiting trail, the inability to land that sort of transformational talent that Strong was able to land with Teddy Bridgewater and Bobby was able to land with Lamar. That's not helping Satterfield. He doesn't have any sort of buzz. There's no player that people are clamoring to see for in any of those open practices, that people are clamoring over those fences to get a glimpse of. We just, everybody is just angry and the other people are apathetic. Yeah. And, and, oh. No, you're right. And and the way, and it's the way we lost to Kentucky. It's not that we got blown out. It's that they absolutely just kicked our shit in. I mean, it was an absolute ass beating from the first snap. Um, and it, all our fears came true. I mean, we talked about it on the pod before we, you know, God, I hope this doesn't turn into the 2019 or whatever year that was, both yeah. years, where they just ran it down our throats, and that's exactly what happened. But um, I think the thing that hurts the most is the the one thing Louisville football fans are most sensitive to after the past 10 years is loyalty. And like you said, even 7-5, that's not going to do it. Even 8-4, and four, I don't even know if wins are going to do it next year. I think fans are just so fed up because at one point, Sat already had his foot out the door. Um, and it, it just seems like perhaps, and again, we don't know for sure, but perhaps there was an option to bring back a guy who grew up in Louisville and I'm, I'm saying it. I'm saying it for sure. I, I'm putting it out there for sure. Beyond the shadow of any reasonable doubt, if offered the job, Jeff Brown would have come, and he wanted but, to come. I mean, it's just the biggest knife twist ever. I mean, I, not. To, I mean, obviously for me and you, personal reasons we what yeah. the guys or whatever. But geez, I mean, I just, I just can't even fathom that. It's almost like you're trying to hurt our program purposely if, if that's on the table and you're not willing to go that direction. So. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm scared for the program right now. I feel for all the fans. We'll, we'll get this, you know, get through this together, but it's definitely dark times right now. And that was 
was one of the reasons why the, the Satterfield lack of loyalty stuff, that was one of the reasons why I thought that this, this Brom move could be something that was on, that Vince wanted to do. Because unless this Neely stuff is true, it was a cut and dry situation. Like it was, it was Vince Tyree's decision to make. I, I believe that he knew he could get Brom if he wanted to this time. Or Satterfield was the other option. So it was Satterfield year four or Jeff Brom. And the reason why I thought he might go for the change was why would you be loyal to a guy who wasn't loyal to you? Right. I, I know that his 500 record is explainable. I know that it, it's not nearly as straightforward as it was after year three of Ron Cooper or year three of Steve Cragthorpe, and that makes it hard and all that stuff. But he flirted with South Carolina behind your back. That right there gives you ammo that Louisville fans will back you up on. And the other thing is, let's say you're right about Satterfield. Let's say you're keeping Scott Satterfield around because you think he's right there on the precipice of getting it done and winning some games. And they, you know, Tyree brought it up in his comments to Eric Crawford. Four games we had a chance to win. Two of them were right there in the final seconds. It easily could have been an eight and four or a nine and three season. Let's say you believe that that's coming in 2022. How much faith do you have that Satterfield isn't going to immediately bolt for another job once he has some success here? Because I, he doesn't strike me as a guy who wants to be here right now. He certainly has not conveyed that to the fan base. Like I, I hope he has success next year because I'm a Louisville fan and I want to see Louisville have success in whatever it does. But if he goes nine and three and a similar job to Louisville or a slight step up comes available and they come calling, I've got no faith that he's going to say thanks but no thanks. So why should we invest our time and our effort and our faith in, in him at this point? That's kind of where I am. But, hey, man, prove me wrong. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I honestly don't know at this point what the leaders at Louisville can do to get this fan base back on board. It'll be interesting. I mean, they're going to have to talk at some point. I'm interested to see what they say. Um, or if they say anything, but you know, they get a, a F in communication so far because it's been terrible. Um, uh, like I said, I, I feel for the fans, um, that are just kind of left out here wondering, but you know, I, we, we're looking for someone to wrap our arms around. I mean, this fan base is dying to like have someone to embrace. And I think that's one of the reasons a lot of people are clamoring for Brom. Because they just know, like, man, this guy would be all in. He bleeds Louisville. And, like, right now, I mean, we just it, – it doesn't seem like we have that. No. Uh, and it's tough. Uh, like, I know I'm looking for someone to, to to go all in with. And, unfortunately, I mean, sat – you know, <laughs> here we go again. Nice guy, but just <laughs> doesn't seem like he's that kind of guy right now. So, uh, I don't know, man. It, it's uh, – it's basketball season, um, but it's pure bowl season, baby. It's first responders yeah. bowl season. It's cheese it bowl season. Wherever the hell we're going. Oh god, yeah. I mean, I, I need to like look up all the bowl locations and see what would be the funniest landing spot because that's where I want to go. I don't know what the ACC tie-ins are, but um, I need to give it a gander. I did love that one of the the potential locations for the. The tie-ins that we're going to fall into is Dallas for the First Responders Bowl. And we told our, our mutual good friend Weber, who lives there, and he was like, fuck, that means I'm going to have to go, doesn't it? He's like, he's, he's like, I feel, he's like, bowl game in Dallas. I've lived here my whole life. I'm a die for Louisville fan. He's like, 
I, I, like, I can't, I, I can't excuse not going to the game, but I really don't want to. That's where we are right now. The, the last thing that I, I really want to say, because this doesn't need to be a, a long podcast, the lack of transparency is fucking maddening. It and is. it would be, it would be right now if we didn't have the past that we do. But in 2017 and early 2018, these new people come to U of L and they give us this message of everything's a disaster. Everything's been awful. We're going to clean this up and we're going to keep you guys in the loop. We're going to be open and honest. There was too much done behind closed doors. There was too many unknowns before we got here. And now everything's out in the open. We want to be straightforward with, with you guys. There hasn't been a whole lot of transparency recently with U of L, specifically in the athletic department. If if there is any truth whatsoever to Neely Bendapudi and the Chris Mack stuff, we should have known about that. If there's any truth whatsoever to some power struggle behind closed doors between Bendapudi and Ty Ray and somebody making the call, we, we should know who made the call about Scott Satterfield beyond the, the shadow of any reasonable doubt. And if it is Vince, come out and and be definitive about that. Put to bed any of the rumors out there because nobody knows what's going on. And it's why I feel like we can't talk that in depth about a lot of these things on this podcast because everything's so murky. I mean, we may hit, I may hit stop on the record button here and two hours from now we could have 50 details that weren't anywhere in existence at eight o'clock. We, we just don't know. And that's on everybody at U of L. That's on the brass at U of L. Keep us in the loop. And at the end of the day, I hate, I, I hate doing this stuff. I, I hate talking about this stuff. I talk to some friends who are fans of other programs and they'll be like, I couldn't tell you the name of our president. I, I forget our athletic director's name half the time. And I'm like, my God, embrace <laughs> the world that you live in. Cherish yeah. this shit. You don't know how lucky you have it because I don't like talking about the ins and the outs of this drama and the, the backdoor stuff and who's texting who about this and getting a million tips a day from people um, on my phone and, and via DM on Twitter. Just win some more fucking games in football and men's basketball. That, that, yeah, that's we, really we started this pod to do that. I mean, we just wanted to talk about the games and what we liked and disliked about the games. And I feel like over 50% has been talked about, you know, back, you know, closed door meetings that we have no idea what's going on and just guessing. And sometimes we end up looking really stupid because we were way off. So, I mean, you're exactly right. It's bullshit. I think they owe us that much. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty fucking pissed to be honest. I mean, it, it's just, it, it's gotten to the point. I mean, it, it's getting ridiculous. We've been going on this for like, you know, it, this, this whole mess in the athletic department has been going on for fucking six to seven years. It, it's, it's getting to the point where it's reached a boiling point and they're going to lose fans for good if they're not careful. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, we've, we've pretty much said it all. Just don't lose to NC State tomorrow for the love of God, please. I mean, I think the losing fans thing has already happened to a degree. Yeah. I, I think, like, the attendance, I, I know it's down everywhere and it's a national talking point with virtually every sport, especially when teams aren't winning big enough. But had the off the field slash off the court stuff not been going on for the past six years and had people not been so angered by some of the moves of the administration, both old and new, I don't think attendance this past season for football or basketball right now would be nearly as dismal as it's been. And I don't see that changing significantly anytime soon. It's going to take a couple of years of sustained winning and sustained staying out of the news for really negative and embarrassing reasons 
for uh, some people to be brought back into the fold, or at least to be brought back into the fold and to care as much as they did 10 years ago. And it's a tough hill to climb at this point because we're not seeing a whole lot of strong evidence that that those days are on the horizon, the, the near horizon. And that's what's so frustrating about everything. I mean, I'm pretty good, I feel like, at using developing coping mechanisms and using humor as a way to deal with stuff like this. And I'm running out of like, I, I can't be the, the comedy therapist for everybody forever. Like at some point I, I want to get back to having fun, genuine fun, not laughing at ourselves and trying to laugh away the pain. Like I'd like to see another men's basketball national title in my lifetime. I'd love to see the first ever football national title in my lifetime. I'd settle for being competent and not in, in both sports at the same time at this point. It's just, it's all so maddening, and we got to hear from somebody. Let us know what the fuck's going on. Let let us know that you guys are all invested and that you care, because right now, it just feels like we don't have anywhere to turn. I, you mentioned the, like, I need a hug. I feel like Matt Saracen in that Friday Night Lights episode where he's just crying in the shower, and he's like, <laughs> you left me for a better job. Your daughter left me for a better man. My dad left me for Iraq. Like, that's, that's where I am right now. It's like every... Why does everybody leave me? What's wrong yeah. with me? That that's what, like we're 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 Matt Saracen crying in the shower right now. You know what, man? I was thinking about this. Like, think about how me and you grew up, like in the Denny Denny Crum era. Like, you know, there was. I mean, yeah, we had a couple, you know, probation things, but nothing that was like national news as far as like embarrassments go. You know, these kids growing up, they're like supposed to, we want them to become Louisville fans. I mean, <laughs> I can, it's so hard right now. Like, I, I feel bad. Like, I'm trying to get my son into it. And I mean, he doesn't know any of this that's going on. He's seven years old, but it, it just feels like a different time. And like, it sucks because we know what the university and the athletic department is capable of. When we were on our run, you know, from, you know, are obviously our two titles in the eighties, but really like from like 2009 through 2013, I mean, the athletic department was buzzing, you know, the, the fan base, the support was second to none. So we know what it's capable of and, and to see kind of where it's at right now, it's, it's, it's honestly pretty disheartening. So, um, will we get back there? I, I believe so. I just, at this point, it's hard to see light at the end of the tunnel. Like, is baby John Rutherford's first word going to be extortion? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, polls? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to keep my son off Twitter until he's at least, like, 18 so he doesn't read any of this shit. I've already thought about it. Like, like, like John in 10, 12 years being like, hey, Dad. Did you know about this stuff that happened in 2015 and 2018? Like, I'll be like, sit down, son. It's like, it's for us. like, that's the real talk that Louisville dads have to have. Like, when you talk about having the talk with your son, it's no longer about sex and how our bodies work. It's going to be about how to tell him what was happening with UofL <laughs> athletics from 2015 through at least 2021. Exactly. Which that's going to be the new – yeah, that's the new birds and the bees talk. It's like, exactly. sit um, Yeah. yeah. Dan had to talk with Cam today. Like all of our friends are like, oh, no. How'd that, how'd that go? Pour out a beer for him tonight. Pour out a drink. It's like, sit down, son. I want to tell you about someone named Katina. 
Um, Brandon, said, Brandon said he's having the talk with little Carson next week, so he'll be right there with you. Like it's gonna, we're all gonna have to do it. It's some point five ten years down the line my god what a ter- what a what a bizarre world to be living in but uh, we're gonna get past this let's just god let's hear from someone let's get some clarity i mean as much as it sucks man i i still want to like I, I feel bad for the players man like this just oh sucks. yeah like we we i mean we need to rally around them and i know that's tough and i know people are like fuck this like i'm not renewing my tickets blah blah but like when it comes down to it, you got to think about the players, the work that they're putting in, um, and, and that's really all that counts. So let's hear something and, you know, maybe see where we can go from there. Hey, we flipped a three-star tight end from Georgia Tech yesterday, so it's not oh, yeah. bad. I, I, I saw that. I was I, I texted you. I was like, imagine what Brom could do with this kid. And then, <laughs> God. God damn it. Here we go. All right. Well, I don't, I, we've, we've talked in long enough. I've got to get ready to put these kids to sleep. My poor wife, I, I'm hearing what sounds like, like the, the lightning in a thousand different directions crashing down at the same time upstairs. So I've probably got to get out of here. I just walk back in our storage area and is getting Christmas presents out to wrap. So, uh, that's where I'm at right now. All right. Well, everybody enjoy your evenings. Have a, a drink or 15 or whatever's going to make you feel better about this. Let's beat NC State tomorrow. Subscribe to the pod if you haven't already. Uh, Card Chronicle Podcast is where you can find it. I, do, I love saying that we were doing the emergency pod on Twitter, and people are like, "What's the name?" And I'm like, "Well, this is going to set the stage pretty, set the bar pretty high for the creativity of the actual content." But it's the Card Chronicle Podcast, so you should be able to find it pretty easily. Shit's Creek without a paddle. It's like, so sub- subscribe to the pod wherever you can find it. I'm sure we'll have an episode next week recapping. Whatever happens tomorrow in Raleigh and whatever other batshit crazy news comes to light over the next 48 or 72 hours. Enjoy your weekends. Have a good one. Try to have some fun. Try not to think about Cardinal Athletics. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Go Cards! All right, guys. Go Cards!